Blog Talk Radio. Considering what date it is, you know. I'll first week that. of December. <laughs> Man, back I'll when I was that. a young, mm-hmm. I guess it must be global warming. Because back when I was a young, and I tell you what, whew, yeah, we would have been freezing. First week in December, boy, it would be. about us not hearing yet from any kind of uh, Republicans uh, with this situation with the kids getting you know unfortunately you know hurt killed in the school haven't heard anything about the Republicans peeking their nose in and especially about the uh, you know the parents being accused you know you know usually hear you know Marjorie Green or Ted Cruz or yeah why do you think they're being so quiet? Let's do the round table on that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're not trying to stick their nose in a hornet's nest, you know, because now you're talking about kids getting shot, killed, and I think they finally realize that sometimes it's better to just shut up. You don't need to comment on everything, especially when your comment has no value, no purpose. Just shut up. If ain't nobody ask you, shut up. So that's my comment. I think they just finally learned the value of shutting up. Yeah. What you think, Cuddle? We ain't heard from no Republicans on this. They've been quiet since the um, shooting. And they... I guess, have, have, have we checked on Fox News or anything? Did I see you talking on Fox News? Nah, we would have heard it over Fox. I think when they say something concerning something, they got to do with something that's going on. We hear it through all media. Other media's be talking about what happened on Fox News, saying, well, this is what Ted Cruz said on Fox News today. But they've been, right. like, quiet as church mice. So Probably I'm wondering why you think. They're bringing in, you know, Republicans. You know, I think majority of them have something to do with bringing those guns and things in, in you know, United States. So um, that's probably what's going on. That's why. Because um, it's always, you know, we we back at this point again. 
with the gun situation. And then, you know, they find money to send the people and then they shut them up. You know, start this cycle all over again, you know, with these guns. So, uh, and they, you probably won't hear anything from them. So, if, if, you know, somebody reports or interviews them and they talk about it, of course they're going to evade the question. That's what they always do. So, well, even if somebody asks them, they'll probably give that regular canned response of our hearts and prayers or with the families yeah, of the victims. And prayers. It's Hopefully. an unfortunate oh. situation, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, they're not saying nothing, huh? Just quiet. Quiet as church mouth. <laughs> yep, which is what they need to be. Mm-hmm. What'd you say about it, Papa Didi? I, I just think that the situation... This particular situation was so, so, so blatantly neglectful, you know, on everything that some of these white folks believe in when it comes to guns. I think that these uh, parents have, have, and I'm sure they're Trump supporters. You know, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they wasn't. I doubt if they voted for Biden. I got news for you. And then to buy the boy a gun for his birthday and all that stuff and and then, you know, that was my gift to my child, for, not birthday, for Christmas, mm-hmm. and all that. And for them to be listening, because I think that some people, you know how they say sometimes crazy knows crazy? True. I think some people really know when to shut up, even though they got the image of being crazy, the girl. But then again, some of them don't, because I think that one, what's her name, uh, Marjorie, oh, yeah. Marjorie Green? Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, I think she just, they, she got to be advised to shut up. She got to take the advice of somebody. Yeah. Just, you know, some of her people got to order to be quiet. But I just think the whole scenario of this whole situation, all the texts they got and the parents saying don't do it and then the school neglect. Uh, it, I think that nobody wants to be, nobody wants to speak on that right now because it's a, it's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. And it would be detrimental to your yeah. political career for you to have an opinion on just how messed up that situation was on how the parents brought him the gun, knew about the gun, the gun was missing, they knew it was missing as it was happening. Oh, my God. Well, you can talk about it later. That's yeah. going to be a hot topic story anyway. No, I'm so. sure. But I'm just saying the reason why the, the Republicans haven't yeah. squawked like a duck on it. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't change the laws of the guns and the Second Amendment rights. And I'm just surprised I haven't heard none of that. But I just think that right now not it, it. it's a hot topic and... Four people are dead. Too hard to handle. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That's that. All right. Well, let's go into the rundown. You ready for us, Kelly? Sure thing. All right. All right. Fire it up. up. All right. Buckle up. Um, Democratic Stacey Abrams announces governor's race. Yay. Hey. <laughs> go for it, yeah. girl. Yep. Omicron variant found in five states. Also, Ethan Crumbly uh, charged with terrorism. I hit an acquitted headline. Simone Sanders leaves the VP's office. Also, cryptocurrency executives to be questioned in Congress. Um, RZ3 is back in the news. Immediately gets called out after announcing his new book. Uh, this week, NFL players suspended for violating the COVID-19 uh, rules. Also, Barbados. Uh, cuts ties with Queen Elizabeth II becomes a republic. And how Democratic... Hey, 
uh, Rihanna seems like she's happy. <laughs> How yeah. uh, uh, them demand Bobert? Uh, Bobert be stripped of committee assignments. Also, our cocktail of the week, we got a surprise for you with Papa with Papa Didi. Our weird news, of course, we have to lighten it up. Woman gets drunk, falls asleep next to a guinea Also, um, Peter launches horrifying human leather online shop. And a man feeds a rare deep sea monster on the beach. Okay, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap up, uh, the kissing list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, That's going to be Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No clothes yeah. allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she's going to sing. I don't know what number called. Credentials. 
She became a household name um, in 2018 when she lost her bid for governor, accusing Republicans of engaging in voter suppression, mostly affecting black voters. That ain't nothing there. That ain't nothing there. Um, Goes on to say the campaign uh, would most likely be supported by Abrams' fair right political organization. Well, hey, girl, <clears throat> which she launched as she ended her 2018 campaign. That's a pretty damn good organization. The group reported mm-hmm. that it raised about $51 million last year. Go ahead, girl. Um, Kemp said in a statement um, that Abrams' far-left agenda of opening of open borders, gun confiscation, high taxes, and anti-law enforcement policies don't reflect who we are as Georgians. Uh, yeah, racist-ass white people. He, he mentioned the word guns, and then we just talked about that. Okay. Um, next November's election for governor is a battle for the soul of our state um, in the fight against Stacey Abrams, the failed Biden agenda, and their woke allies to keep Georgia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. Oh, wow. So it goes on to say, if Abrams wins, he will become the first black governor of Georgia and the first first black woman elected governor in U.S. history. Why does it take so damn long? It makes no sense. Really? Well, I didn't realize that. I didn't know. Okay. So, um, yeah, interesting. Okay. Let's see what's going to happen. We need to all back if I Hey, let's get it in. I wish her well. I hope she can do it. Yeah, mm. she will. She will. It's got to go through. Cause she, look, she's going to be like, um, what's the uh, uh, Kumo D with the suits? Um, our boy, the black leader. Um, he just called uh, out some black one? leaders. Because the man was claiming there were so many black leaders down there. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Sharpton? Uh, Sharpton, yep. She's going to call Sharpton yeah. and the rest of them. <laughs> That's what she's yeah. going to do. Call the black pastors and tell them we need you. There you go. That's what she's going to do. Put, put the word out. Look, even Hillary going to show up. All the Clintons going to show up. Are they black anyway? <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Get them all. Uh, yeah, all right. Get them all. Well, everybody who's in Georgia, and you know anybody in Georgia, tell them to go and support Stacey Abrams and vote for Stacey. Right. Just make it happen. I know that's right. What you think, Papa? You think she's gonna win this, or you say they're gonna cheat again? I know they. I know they setting up already to cheat. The minute she announced it, they 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 round up the horses, and the only way they could win is to cheat. But I tell you, that whole southern thing that man that scares me. I um, it just I don't know. You really got to have a certain type of thick skin there. Survive that, you know, <laughs> that South move. Yeah, that stuff is that's some heavy stuff down there. Well, with all right. the scrutiny with the voting, I think it's harder for them to mess with that. So now the move is to make it difficult to vote, and then they start with all that gerrymandering when they start changing the the boundaries, so that they can keep a certain amount, a certain number of black folks from being in one area. They start changing the lines, you know, drawing all these crazy zigzag lines through counties and stuff so that they can break up the black block of votes. 
So, you know, they're going to do all of the stuff that they can do to try to keep her from getting that job. So, people in Georgia, please pay attention. When is this, 2024? This is, she's running for governor, which is, which election? Is that coming up in 22? It sure is, yeah. That's why she announced it, but my thing is her strategy, maybe she should announce it just before she get ready to run something because they they going to try it. Because um, she campaigned back in 2018, so yes, yeah, time. I think that would be four years for governor. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a that's a short campaign, though. Oof. Yeah. Twenty two is here. Well, she's collected fifty one million in her campaign coffers, so hopefully she'll be able to do enough advertising and campaigning, and you know, in this amount of time left. Yeah, she's a foot soldier too. So. Yeah, she is. She knows how to organize, and she's an intelligent woman. That's what I like. When people start acting foul, she she does not need to go down to those people's level. She just goes right. even higher. You know, it's like, see, I just love her approach. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping for, hoping the best for her. Mm-hmm. Well, she has the credentials. She has the, you know, she has the, you look at her spreadsheet and be like, wow. And you see why she well, has the tenacity intelligence. Yeah, so. Well, she had that last time, and they still mm-hmm. found a way to, to jury-rig that thing, but that's all right. She'll get them this time. Yeah, all right. <sighs> all right, well, we got to talk about the usual. Now we got a whole new variant in this coronavirus uh, situation that just seems like it won't go away, stupid virus. So now there's a a new one, a new variant called the Omicron variant. And, you know, it was only, what, the beginning of the week when they said it was discovered in South Africa Mm -hmm. and that it would be a matter of time before it got to the states. And now here it is Friday, and they've already found it in, like, five states. It may be more by now by the time we're talking about it. So New York has confirmed five cases because at first when it hit the U.S., it was like one or two cases, and no, one case in California. Then they had another one that showed up somewhere in the Midwest. Now they got five confirmed cases in New York. So I, this thing, I mean, it just seems like uh, the way that this virus, as one of the doctors said, it learns. You know, it mutates and it finds a way, basically, to stay alive. So when the when the vaccines start kicking in and trying to beat it down, this daggone virus finds another way to combat the antibodies and whatnot and basically reinvent itself. So, you know, now there's like Minnesota who've got strain uh people infected with the Omicron variant, of course, New York, uh Hawaii, Colorado, all of them, um, along with California, said that they've got cases of the Omicron virus. And some of these are people who did recently travel and return from South Africa. So, you know, just just keep an eye out. You know, I'm sure there's gonna be more. And all they're telling people to do is, 
you can't really just stop it per se. So they're telling us uh, medically, they're saying that the best defense we have is to make sure you're vaccinated and boosted. So if you, whatever shot, if you got the shot, make sure you get the booster. And, you know, that's all about all we can do. I'm just, I'm speechless with this COVID-19 that just doesn't want to die. So they're saying that this, this Omicron uh, variant has been detected in at least 24 countries around the world now. And that's according to the World Health Organization. So, you know, folks got to be safe. Keep your mask on. Even if you go places where they say mask is not required, I highly suggest you keep your mask on. Don't play around. This thing is not playing. So that's all I got to say about it. Keep your mask on. Get your vaccine. Get your booster and protect mm. yourself. Protect your loved ones. Keep your mask on. You know, the crazy part about it, people are still um, being resistant to um, taking the vaccine. I'm like, okay, it's readily available. This is up to everyone. Why are y'all hesitating? Because some employers are like, you don't get it? Guess what? <laughs> you had to go. You know, they're, they're being more strict depending on what type of body of work that you work. So Right. I'm like, okay, just like you just get the shot. Um, And it's so ridiculous that there are, I believe I heard earlier, that there are over or at least a million vials of vaccine that are going to have to be thrown out because they are going to expire like in a matter of days or so. That's crazy. And I'm not sure if that's in the U.S. or where these are. It sounded right. like it was somewhere in the U.S. and I'm like, "Are you serious?" And it's not, and, and we thought we we weren't going to have enough. And it's like we got too much, but there is an expiration date, so it's like, okay, what are y'all doing? I don't know. It's crazy. But um, like you said, just get vaccinated, get it done. So, yep. I don't know. I just wish I could understand, like, the hesitancy and the fear. I don't know if the fear, uh, I was talking to somebody recently, is the fear about the fear of needles? Mm-hmm. Is it fear of the what, what you believe to be the unknown? Fear that mm-hmm. it's not been, you know, the vaccine hasn't been around long enough? Right. I don't know. I'm more afraid of dying by doing nothing than I am of what might be in it or what I if I do nothing. I'd rather take right. my chances because at this point, you know, it's been around long enough. I think a lot of these young people doing what their friends are doing, especially if they're in a group where they hang with the same people every day and there's five or six of them that are tight. You know, they all get up and call each other and they hang with each other every single day like you know, like leeches in a barrel, and, and they all have that view on it, so they have that patent with it, and, um, you know, it's, it's scary. Because I actually heard young people say that, you know, oh, well, you know, four of my friends got it, 
got to get got the shots. I guess I might as well go ahead and get it now since since they gave in and got it. You know, it's like wow. Oh, so now they're the outsider. Why were you listening to other people like that? But you know, you never know because people's maturity and mindsets is based on where they are in their lives, and there's nothing that a person ten, twenty, or thirty years older can do about it because you know you're not them for one, and you may not live like they live, and you know. As they say, youth is a wonderful thing. It's a shame it's wasted on the young. But uh, yeah, that's what they say. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm going to go to the phone lines. See if we have a comment. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. Hey, hey, hey. This is Papa Diddy Jr. How's everybody doing? Hey, oh, we're doing just fine. <clears throat> is that right? Are you doing fine or are you fine? Oh, I am fine, and I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. All right. That's two checks in your box. <laughs> you know it. What's but anyway, listen, you? I want to I wanna make a comment on this subject. Um, I'm not going to disclose where I work, so anyway, but I will say this. Um, so um, my agent will say, um, hello? Yeah, go mm-hmm. right in. Okay, my agency has been offering testing and the vaccine. And um, one particular employee who happens to have been a veteran refused to be tested or vaccine. So um, the first step was they were suspended. And I believe, I want to say, as of Tuesday or Wednesday, they were terminated. Wow. And I was just like, really? This well, they is told like everybody crazy. that's what they were going to do in a lot of these yeah. agencies. Mm. So yeah, it is, it's really happening. It is really happening. But you know what? I, I will say this for this person being a veteran. I have encountered several veterans who are very suspicious of anything that the government does. So when the government says they want you to get a vaccine or take certain medications or whatever the case, they are so suspicious and paranoid about it, they go the complete opposite direction of whatever the government is wanting or requesting of them to do. And I've seen this several times. So I don't know if that plays into it. I don't know. It's just something I've noticed. Yeah, it's, it's it's just crazy. Just straight up. Matter of fact, I'm scheduled to get my booster on on Monday. So. All right. Very good. That's good. Yeah, I just think you know we got to do what we have to do to protect ourselves. I'm not trying to wait around. You know, you hear people saying, "Well, I'm gonna give it a couple of years and see." I'm like, "Yeah, okay. I hope you're still here in a couple of years to see." Because this virus is not playing. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of people. A lot of people died from it. A lot of people that died from it. And everybody seems to know somebody who, or inadvertently knows someone who perished from it. So I would suggest taking it serious. All right, then. Well, thank you so All much right, for but- listening. 
calling in. Yes, well, thank you guys so much. Anytime. Go on and get your Any booster place. next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <now. laughs> That's All right, that Papa That's the that's how the Papa Didi's do. You know, we just we can just jump off oh. like that. Okay, then. It's a Papa Didi thing. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, Papa Didi Junior. Thank you so much. All right, y'all have a good evening. All right. Mm-hmm. All righty. Yeah. Uh, oh, Papa Oh, go I ahead, Kevin. I just to chime in on that. I was like that um, we used to, you know, get shots when we were younger. We used to line up and, you know, you send your little slip home and tell your parents that you're getting a shot, and that was it. No questions asked. We just just did it because we had to. So everybody need to get on the stick and just get it done, like you said. Amen to that. Okay. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's happening? Yeah, weird maturity today. It really is. Uh, well, let's talk about these the Crombleys. You know, I guess I'm pronouncing their name right. Crombleys. Ethan Cromley. Don't want to say his name too much. I ain't trying to make him famous. He was the person that was accused of killing four fellow students at a Michigan high school. All right, just the other day, early in the week. Uh, he'll be tried as an adult and faces uh, murder, assault, and weapons charges. He will also face one count of terrorism causing death, a rare charge for a school shooting. Mm. Uh, so we didn't we didn't had some, we didn't had some main shootings that we, you know. They say it's a rare, rare charge for a school shooting. So we've had so many that now it's rare for, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wow. Yeah. Okay, the event unfolded Tuesday at Oxford High School when a law enforcement officials say a 15, now 15, he only came in this world 15 years ago, okay, which was in the in the, in the 2000 uh, millennium, okay? So he was born after the year 2000. So he's brand new to the world. 15-year-old student that uh, he, he shot at people in a, in a school hallway, firing from firing at more than 30 shots, which means he had a few rounds in his pocket. Wow! So, and it's, as we all know, there was a Christmas gift that his parents got for him, and then they said they saw him in school um, ordering bullets on the internet. You know, he probably has his his his, his parents' Prime account on Amazon or. Whatever. I don't even search that deep to even know if Amazon sells bullets or where you can get them for that matter, but it's possible. Okay. Um, three people died uh, Tuesday and another passed away in the hospital on Wednesday. Seven others, uh, six students and one teacher were also wounded. Oakland County Sheriff um, Michael Bullock said that uh, the county's top prosecutor addressed it as a, as a terrorist charge. Okay. Oh. Now, the prosecutor uh, said that there's no playbook on how to prosecute a school shooting. And candidly, I wish I never had had. I, I didn't. It didn't occur. I wish it hadn't occurred so she wouldn't have even considered it. But uh, when we all sat down, I wanted to make sure that all the victims were represented in the charges and that anything that we prosecuted will cover everybody involved, whether people got hurt, got killed, threatened, or whatever the case may have been. So... Anyway, uh, like every other child that was in the building, 
um, they want to address the fact that it is a terrorist charge and we must have an appropriate consequences that speaks for the victims and ones that were not killed or injured do have mental deficiencies for the rest of their life, okay? So their parents are next, the parents uh, sleeping next to them, and we shouldn't ignore that, they told CNN, and they're obviously uh, four children who they won't be going home to their parents, and the, the parents were very neglectful by just sprucing this whole thing up by providing a brand-new gun and brand-new bullets and giving to this gentleman who was, dead serious on, on causing harm by writing, sketching stuff in his desk, uh, writing, sending things on the Internet, writing all kinds of captions and things like this. This was all over the place. Now, I don't know whether or not a, of a person of a Caucasian nature, it seems to get blown off. You know, it's really interesting because, I don't know, I, I think black folks can get arrested for stealing the pencil sharpener off the teacher's desk. You know, something as simple as that, you know. But it seemed like when the white skin is involved, it seemed like it's taken so, so uh, for granted to not even. Taken lightly. Taken lightly not to even pursue it. Ah, well, you know, ah, ah, you know, he's just, yeah, he's a little crazy. We know, we noticed that uh, Ethan's, Ethan's a little crazy, you know. So we would talk, you know, not knowing that this boy was ready to explode, and explode he did. And uh, so uh, he entered a plea of not guilty at the uh, at his attorney's request, and the incident uh, was going to be, you know, held over for trial. Uh, the parents, still at large, by the way, they can't find them to even question them or charge them or what have you. They're they're hunted fugitives, and they say the FBI, the U.S. Marshal, local police, and everybody is after these parents. Now, they just booked up and ran. You cause all that psychotic mess with your child, and now you're on the run. The question is where you're running to. But then again, with all the Second Amendment supporters, I'm sure somebody would let them go inside their little confounds. You know, some of these people got these little war chests. Mm-hmm. This case is a storm where they could live, go in a rat hole, and, you know, just, yeah. you know, don't come out for whatever and, change your identity and all kinds. You know, I just think in that community there's a lot of mess going on. There's a lot of people to turn to. And like we said earlier during the initial question, I know that people aren't saying anything, the Republicans on the Second Amendment rights, they're being quiet because this is itchy. But I'm sure they're involved in some way. I'm sure they're talking to somebody. I'm sure Trump has got his finger on the trigger he ain't saying nothing, but I know he has an opinion. Anytime he just been embracing Rittenhouse for the past few days, you know, he's been taking that little boy by the hand and acting like he's going to be the brand-new guy. So, it's, yeah, that was you know, this is this is really to be continued because you've yet to hear from Republicans, especially your girl, uh, your girl again, Marjorie oh, Green. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green and, and, and Ted Cruz and all the rest of them that are, Always saying crazy remarks. I'm sure I give it till the end of next week. And once the once the parents, I think they're probably waiting until the parents get caught until they have an opinion. They will think they should uh, second right amendment and uh, that was the child's fault. And the parent, I'm, I'm just waiting to hear it. Waiting. And then when Trump weighs in in about three weeks, he'll probably give three weeks to a month. But I'm sure Trump will chime in because that's well, what, about what they the do. What about the comment that the mother made? They said that there was a message or something, a text message. I think. Where the mother said something like, "Just don't get caught." Yeah, 
had to do with uh, when he was looking for the bullets or something. They, they ran across him looking for And she said, look, just you got to stop doing stuff and getting caught. Because I guess that's how people believe, you know. So you she wasn't do, even bothered by the fact that he was, what he was doing. looking for ammunition while sitting up in school. Well, the teacher saw the the things he had drawn. He had drawn some pictures and said blood everywhere yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And the teacher was so disturbed, she took a picture of it from her phone. Well, most crime, most, most crime, continues until somebody gets caught. And when they get caught, it's not the first time they did it. They just got caught. That's what made them stop. Whether it be a uh-huh. serial killer or a pedophile or whatever, they finally stopped because they got caught. And and that's the situation yeah, with the mom was believing. They had had enough. Mm-hmm. And the mother and father, they just as crazy. He, he, the father looks like a grown up him, so it's almost mm-hmm. like a replica of the child. So it's not. If you look at the pictures, the father holds his face the same old squandered way, and they all are probably into that whole Republican Trump world where guns is just a. Who's to say I mean guns the father already owned? If you're giving your 15-year-old child a gun as a gift, then believe me, your gun rack is already full. You know what I'm saying? Why would any parent, and I realize I'm getting ready to say something that's a rhetorical question. Right, which is in your life. let me just say, why would any sane parent, let me put it that way, why would any sane parent give a 15-year-old a gun? Well, you're saying this as a sane person. I just said, why would any sane parent? Well, you can't answer that because you got to talk to an it's a crazy motherfucker. To know no, that. I said sane. A sane parent would know better well, than to give an underage person um, any type a, of a, a gun or a weapon. I mean, I think the especially one thing, when you already know that there's something that's not connected. Well, you know, in his head. the one thing I want to say to people in the world today, my opinion is that we got to stop speaking for other people. You know what I mean? How you were raised by your parents and your family is your gift. And if your gift involves uh, sanity, uh, common courtesy, love, sincerity, giving, nature, then that's your gift, and that's what you have. You ain't got a clue on how another motherfucker was raised, nor do you have a opportunity to know or even try to help them because it could be far gone. You know, it's almost like a computer. Hell, if you didn't get Windows 11, you ain't got Windows 11. If you got somebody sold you some Windows XP, then that's what you got. And if you what ain't installed ain't there. So we we as people have to stop taking our life, our love, our beauty, and feel we're going to install it in somebody else and say, well, man, I can't believe believe it because they don't have the ingenuity or the strength or the love or the consideration inside of them to make a wise decision. So that's my opinion. I'm going to leave that alone. Anyway. If you have any questions or comments, uh, give us a call, 914-803-4304-436. I guess crazy birth is birth crazy. I don't know. Yes, it's, it's, it's well, the communities. They were talking about charging the parents. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, they and, are. It, and the parents are, are, are fugitives on the run That's right why now. They're, running. they're on the run. They're, they're <laughs> looking for them. Yeah. They're God. on the run. Yeah. Parents are on so they, the run. They, they They're gone. Then, huh? Well, I don't think there's much they could do for them. They charge them as an adult. So if you charge as an adult, all your parent, your parental guidance and all that, that's that's gone. Wow. 
because he's a, he's an adult wow. to, the, to the system now. Mm. So there's he can have my baby, my that's my child. No, don't give a shit. Mm. Your child, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know. Yeah, but the parents. That's this. Believe me, this saga is going to continue. This is going to be a deep story. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm sure with the way the second rights amendment people are, somebody then mm-hmm. grabbed them and put them in a little foxhole, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But the yeah, saga continues. All right. All right. Well, we're take a quick break. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. And then on the other side of the break, we're going to hit them and quit them on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now, 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP Blog Talk Radio, waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to John Party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's that time. Hit them and quit them. All right, we got the first one here. Um, Simone Sanders. Um, remember her? She's leaving the VP's office. Departure, which is set for the end of the month, is the second major exit from Harris's office in the last few weeks. Don't make a big deal of it. Y'all need to stop. Uh, Simone Sanders, the senior advisor and chief spokesperson. Well, the VP, Kamala, Kamala Harris, is expected to leave the White House at the end of the year. Uh, it was not immediately clear where Sanders is heading next or um, when she will be leaving the vice president's office. Uh, Sanders is the highest profile exit and the second high profile um, from uh, Harris's team. Um, Ashley Eisen Harris. Communications director is also set to depart the coming week. Um, goes on to say, one of the most publicly recognized individuals in the Biden administration, Sanders transitioned to Harris, vice president team, after serving as a Biden campaign senior advisor. You know, remember that during the 2020 election, and her post team of Harris juggled a tricky portfolio, including. Um, not just trying to address the root cause of migration from uh, the Northern Triangle countries and the federal push for voting rights. Um, Sanders, uh, who uh, traveled frequently with Harris, often was the aide who pushed back against um, these storylines. That included um, this past November when she took to Harris's defense amid the latest wave of stories about the uncertainty of a political future. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I guess, you know, maybe she, she was just there to help out and then push on, you know. Everybody's not meant to stay. But, of course, you know, I guess they're going to make a big deal about it, you know. So. Yeah, it's that could be. be. Or maybe, yeah. maybe there's trouble in paradise. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Um, 
So we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see where she goes, you know. Okay. I'm more Just curious about on. why she's going, but I'm going to leave that alone. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, All right. Well, um, hit them and quit them. All right. All right. I got a quick one on cryptocurrency execs. You know, I've never been able to quite get my head around this whole cryptocurrency thing. So I guess this is a good thing that executives of eight major cryptocurrency films have been called to testify before the uh, U.S. Congressional Committee on uh, on December 8th, that's next week. Witnesses called to appear include Coinbase's Alicia Haas, Circle's Jeremy Allaire, and BitFury's Brian Brooks. These are three I've never even heard of. Uh, it'll be the first time that companies representing the controversial sector of cryptocurrency have been questioned in this way. So politicians across the spectrum have been trying to get more uh, scrutiny over this whole cryptocurrency situation. So your girl Elizabeth Warren is uh, all in, you know, saying that she wants to see tougher regulation and um, uh, uh, what's his name, 45 way back was saying that cryptocurrency is just a scam. So, but, you know, I expect him to say something like that. I'm not going to call it a scam just because I don't understand it. I'll just say I don't understand it. But apparently people are transacting business with cryptocurrencies. So anyway, so they're going to call these folks in front of Congress, and I guess they're going to try to get some real information about how this whole thing works, and I think it's not so much about how it works. They're trying to find ways to regulate it. That's what it really boils down to. Value it, I would think, as well. I mean, what's the value of it, in my opinion? But I think Congress is more concerned about regulating it because once you regulate it, you can tax it. Because right now, they're not able to get their hands on any of this. All this digital cryptocurrency is floating around the Internet, and yeah. Congress isn't getting their share. What's the word? Is it, is it red, yellow, green? Is Who the it, heck knows? It, Some of this stuff can be worth a million dollars today and worth a hundred dollars tomorrow. I remember Fifty Cent so. was talking about it one day. Yeah, yeah, they made some money off of it. I remember that when it first came out. Fifty Cent made a yeah, yeah, well, that, that's if you understand it, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, once well, you, you know, you know <laughs> look it up. Once you look it up and start looking at the jargon of it, you're like, what the hell is yeah. this? Yeah, if you, you know, uh, well, what's name is advertising on TV, Tom Brady. Yeah, I've he's seen that. He's doing really? commercials about trading and stuff, yeah. And people think he's uh-huh. trading football teams. He said, no, I'm trading uh, bitcoins or something like yeah, that. Something. I'm like, okay, well. Wow. Well, there are some countries and some cities that are making it, like, legal currency, yeah, but give yeah, me. I don't know how that's going to work out. How about out, give me a book and let me know what the hell is worth or what is it, you know? How can see, I that's catch the thing. It, it, the value of it fluctuates so much. Uh-huh. And that that's what the part that, that throws me. So, places like El Salvador, El Salvador mm-hmm. has recently declared Bitcoin, which is one of the ones that we usually hear about. They've declared it in El Salvador to be legal tender. And the president of El Salvador is planning to build a Bitcoin city 
at the base of a volcano. Okay, so I guess it's a volcano erupts. Is that a book or a movie? (laughs) That's what he's planning to do. (laughs) And, of course, you know, private citizens own a bunch of it, different kinds of cryptocurrency. And the mayor of Miami and mayor-elect of New York have ambitions to make their cities centers for cryptocurrency business. So I don't know if they're planning to build, like, a crypto Wall Street where, you know, the whole Things are traded, and who yeah, but somebody has to put out a pamphlet saying what the hell is worth. What is what is it? What is it? That's just maybe I'm just speaking too ignorant on it, but I need to see is it the, the ones the bigger coins worth more or the I don't know. I mean, well, that's why I'm thinking maybe if they had like a crypto Wall Street type situation, then you could look at the crypto market, so to speak. And then you could see the valuation of all these different cryptocurrencies all during well, the day. Why don't we bring it to the hood before we take it While the market Wall is Street. open. Why don't we bring it to the neighborhood? I didn't say actually Wall Street. Yeah, I would say it's something that has a setup where you can look at the valuation of all the cryptocurrencies all day long, all night long. And then if you decide you want to invest in it, you can uh, research it, all of that crap. You know, whenever Maybe. you take something to a higher level. Go ahead. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Whenever you take something to a higher level like Wall Street, they put a twist on it and then funnel it back down to the hood. It's like now they 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 take it up there and then all of a sudden, well, let's scramble it up with some fucking cheese and butter and some mushrooms and shit, and then we'll cut up in pieces and serve it back to the hood after we'd have figured it out, divvied it out, and broke it down. And now you know what I'm saying. I'm just tired of that happening because we need to learn about shit raw. Instead of after basil and shit it all over it, you know, or you know, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Well, I was looking at the um, the value. It's fifty three thousand eighty eight dollars and eighteen cents per Bitcoin. So if you want to get in, you need over fifty thousand fifty three thousand dollars to buy one Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So that's the all value right. of it now, you know, per share. So hey, may get that line on. That knocks me out. Yeah, that knocks me out. Oh, All right. Okay, you go ahead and get you some. Does it come in nickel and penny form? Because I can't <laughs> afford that $50,000 joint. Oh, like the well. penny slot. I'm not All messing right. with it. Over to you, Papa Didi. What you got? All right, what we got? Um, oh, yeah, this, this is an interesting story right here. I knew this was going to happen. You know, RG3. Everybody knows RG3. He was... Uh, Drafted back in 2012, uh, second overall pick behind a guy named um, Andrew Luck as a quarterback for the Washington football team. And uh, he suffered a knee injury and all and came back too soon because they were trying to get in the playoffs because uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike Shanahan was trying to keep his job. So he, he, he took RG3 like a typical uh, slave driver, brought him back too soon, and he fell on his knee and it just dropped the ball during the playoffs. The ball went one way. He grabbed his knee. That's, I'm just giving a brief over on the story. Mm-hmm. And now he's writing a book and talking about how horrible the team was. So Robert Griffin III has a new book coming out. It's titled Surviving Washington sure. that he says will walk readers through one of the most dysfunctional franchises in all the sports. 
All right, that franchise, of course, is the Washington football team. Why there, why, why there's no denying that the franchise is indeed a mess and has plenty of explaining to do on a number of fronts. NFL fans were quick to call RG out after announcing his new book. Now, these are people that dedicated, you know, um, Washington football fans and people that are trying to, you know, put down. A lot of people are just they're going with the flow when it comes to the 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 other side telling them. There's always a group of people that's going to put down the person that's, that's telling the truth. You know, the truth is a powerful thing, and people will ally it up to stop that from coming out. You know, the owner of the of the I call them the fucking Redskins. I don't give a shit. The owner of the Redskins will pay a group of people to become the evangelists against him inadvertently, you know, just by putting a fake name on it, just throwing some front money the same way he did to Malcolm X or whatever. So Griffin was drafting the second – his uh, he was drafting his whole uh, book situation while, while he was saying that uh, he was drafted second overall, like I said, by the Washington Redskins back in 2012 when they were called that to spend three seasons in Washington. Now it seems uh, he's put all his memories and claims, medical mismanagement and everything he received at the time of that book based on, like I said, the coach uh, Mike Shanahan, who was in the golden years of his career trying to keep his job and trying to get the Redskins into the playoffs. They completely dogged the brother. I, I, that was obvious at that time. But at the time, it seemed like Robert Griffin Jr. was too busy trying to help out the Redskins at that time, and now he's worrying about, his whole health situation when he should have worried about that then. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much power he had to tell Mike Shanahan he didn't want to play, but Mike Shanahan being the power person that he was at the time wouldn't let the brother speak up or, or get out or what have you. So it's almost a catch-22 situation, you know, because they're saying that back in um, even as low as a couple of years ago when he was cut by another team, he, he, he called the Redskins to see if he couldn't get a job back there. You know, he tried. Yeah, he tried back in 2018 when he was having trouble with the Baltimore Ravens organization to try to get a starting job back with the Redskins. Now you're writing a book about them when they didn't take you back after you leaving in like 2014 for three years, and it's just. But but none of that means nothing. I just think the brothers should stick to his book, stick stick to your guns. Stop being distracted with outsiders trying to knock you out. This is the truth for the rich folks trying to stop all the people that's affected by it, the, the, Washington, the Washington organization, the NFL, you know, uh, Mike Shanahan's family. His son now is the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. His name is Kyle Shanahan. So there's a lot of powerful people that don't want to see his daddy's name in a book being smothered. So you'd be surprised, man. When you start speaking on people and speaking on truth, that shit can get you killed, man. It can get you killed. It could really get you killed. Just like the gentleman, um, what was the one name? Uh, I can't think of his name now. The one that had that whole sex ring going on. Uh, Kelly, you remember the guy's name that, that they, they claim killed himself in prison? Epstein, Epstein. I think his name was. Yeah, Epstein. Yeah, Epstein. Mm-hmm. Epstein situation. Do you know how many people are connected to that Epstein situation? Oh, for sure. I mean, yes. Bill, yeah, Bill Clinton was his main client, and the prince over there in England. You know, yeah, they were his yeah. main client. They and all of a sudden, oh, he died. 
Mm-hmm. They got pictures smiling with Donald Trump. and I mean, the man was pussy central. And everybody that wanted some young coochie or whatever came to him. And these are endless people. And I wouldn't, when I say young, I don't just mean underage young. It just, you know, they were just young. And now they're trying to take the other girl to trial in one of our stories tonight. But just a little footnote on that. You know, it's just like RG3. Now the young lady who's going to trial that was working for Epstein and the, all the girls that was involved saying, oh, yeah, we were abused. Yeah, but everybody was getting paid at the time. You know what I'm saying? But now that the, the cops and the FBI and everybody swarmed in, everybody's a victim. So it's, whew. I tell you what, I'm going to leave that alone. Like I said, good luck with the book there, Mr. Uh, Griffin. Good luck with the book. And, uh, you know, that shit can go on and on. Yeah. Anyway. Sometimes that fast and quick money is not good, and that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like that people oh, yeah. end up, you know, gone away from this place. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, good luck to them. All right. Yeah, good luck to them. Um, hit it and quit it. This week's NFL players suspended for violating the COVID rules. Um, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown and two other NFL players have been suspended immediately for three games. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the league for violating COVID-19 protocols. Tampa Bay wide receiver and teammate Mike Edwards uh, were suspended. Um, free agent John Franklin III um, one second. was uh, also, if, if signed by a team, is also eligible, ineligible to play in the next three games. All three players have accepted the discipline and waivered their right of appeal. The suspensions are effective immediately. Wow. So despite a statement from Brown's lawyer claiming that he is vaccinated and is choosing not to appeal this decision because of the quote-unquote drawn-out and distracting process, we can probably assume that Brown's suspension has something to do with the um, accusations from his in-home chef that he had sought out a fake vaccination card, wow, and sent a photo of the fake card to the NFL. Okay. <laughs> um, so it goes on to say, for those of, of you who are wondering why uh, Aaron Rodgers had to pay what amounts to be um, pocket change while Brown, Frank, and Edwards have to sit out on games, the answer is the NFL knew about Rodgers' vaccination status. Um, it's not required for the NFL players to be vaccinated. Uh, there are different protocols for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. Really? And the three most recently discovered um, rabbits likely didn't want to have to deal with the stringent protocols. It's also a violation of federal law to create and use a fake vaccine card. So if that is the fact, um, what happens, suspension may not be the largest of Brown and companies worried at the moment. Wow. Maybe wow. going to jail. Lying. <laughs> um, oh, NFL Players Association gets involved, which developed the protocols along with the league, represented the three players during a review of the recent allegations that players um, misrepresented their vaccinated status. Brown Edwards um, a cornerback in Franklin, a defense back, who last played for the Bucks in 2019, were found in violation of the protocol. Wow. Don't give them no fake vaccination card. You're going to go down. 
So these three guys yeah. are spending for for three for three games then. But that's that's interesting. There's different protocols for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it really is because you know, um the same situation is with Aaron Rodgers, but he was able to crookedly talk himself around it when he ain't no more vaccinated mm-hmm. than than the other guy is than uh Right, right, that's true. Than the, yeah. And then this other guy is, but they uh I, I don't that that I don't understand. But see the problem wow. with uh Antonio is that apparently he had a fake card. Yeah, but we're talking about the needle going your arm. Did you get vaccinated or not? I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, right, I, I just but don't I'm think, saying it's a felony to have a, a fake vaccine, vaccine card. So, see, for Rogers, he lied and said yeah, right. he was, what did he say? I, but he I didn't was, get suspended or nothing for lying. No, I mean, they, they fined him. But the problem is that there is already on the books that when you when you lie or you get a fake not lie when you get a fake vaccination card that that is um, that's illegal. So they'll prosecute you based on the illegality of that. Mm. So it's Rogers, not illegal to lie; it's unethical. Right, Rogers just lied. He didn't present a vaccination, a fake one. That's what you're saying, right? That's different. Okay. Which leads, leads the question, right? But the question in your in your life in your home: What would you trust more in your home, a thief or a liar? Naga. No, yeah. I mean that's re- that's rhetorical. There's no answer. There's no answer necessary. But uh, who would you trust more in your house, thief or a damn liar? <laughs> I mean, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Keep so, Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens to him. All right. Well, I've got one now about uh, Bar- oh, am I up or am I jumping ahead? No, you up. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Barbados. Anybody been to Barbados? <clears throat> I would like to go. But Barbados has cut ties with Queen Elizabeth II, and now they are a legitimate republic. Now, this was almost 400 years in the making from when the first English ship arrived on the golden shores of Barbados and the and the British colony of Barbados woke up from 400 years ago till today as a republic, free of any British bullcrap. So the tiny Caribbean nation removed Queen Elizabeth II as its head of state in a spectacular ceremony that started late Monday of this week, breaking ties with the British royal family. And uh, now they are one of the islands, which was one of the island's last remaining imperial bonds to the United Kingdom. So this event was held 55 years to the day since Barbados gained full independence but kept the monarch in a ceremonial role which I don't understand. If you're going to break, break. You know, that's like you break up with your living boyfriend, but he's still living there. I'd be like, dude, well, they probably if we're done, then one of us got to go. They probably still wanted the protection. I guess. But now they, they're pulling out from under all that. They had a big 21-gun salute. They played the uh, Barbadian National Anthem. They had Rihanna there and, you know, were deeming her as a national hero. 
uh, Sandra Mason, who had served as the governor general or the queen's representative, has now been sworn in to be Barbados' first president. Beautiful black woman. She is now, um, she was previously elected to be a figurehead uh, that, you know, responds back and forth to the British Parliament and all Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Now that's done. She's the president. Go ahead, Miss Lady. Well, who's to say she's not doing bed with her anyway? Well, anyway. But I understand. Why is the Rihanna a hero? I don't understand. Because she used to live there? Yeah, she's from Yeah, there, she's Barbadian. Yeah. And I, I guess never. they're celebrating all of her accomplishments. She's a and, there, so. You know, she never has forgotten her roots and all that kind of thing. I got you. Okay. All right. I was lost. Okay. Right. Yeah, she's a billionaire. So. She's a billionaire, so, you know. You know, there's that. She's got a few dollars. So, since the queen uh, was not feeling, you know, she hadn't been feeling too well lately. Mm-hmm. And she's 90, what, five, 95, I think. So, she sent Prince Charles, who's the heir apparent to the throne. Mm-hmm. So, he was there to do the little ceremonial whatever. Oh, no. He gave his little speech. Yeah, it was dry as stale, day old toast. But he did the grandson. I mean, (laughs) oh yeah, but you know he's the one next in line for the job. So he came in and did his thing and said whatever he had to say. But you know. But there is what's yeah. interesting is that there are some people in Barbados who feel like this was not a good move. Mm-hmm. They're feeling like you know, it, and what the people who feel that way are the older, older people. people, exactly, because they understand the protection that comes with it. It's right. the protection that they they don't want to lose because now they can be pirated out by other Europe, uh, Caribbean nations that want to come and take them over because. As long mm-hmm. as the British is holding you, holding that territory, they have they're responsible for the military protection yeah. which they got big time. And and I tell you, though, I think Prince Charles and all of them now. The Queen is, you know, on her final uh, well until somebody dies in the final anything. But um, mm-hmm. that's one less thing they need to worry. They want to worry about. They say, okay, we're getting rid of Barbados. Okay, mark one that off. That's one less thing to worry about. And they're you know, but the older people right. are saying, damn, I wonder when these pirates roll up here from. You know, from yeah, and want to act some fool. saint, whatever. You can't and, call and for the queen. Evidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So, but the bigger concern is that is this going to now sort of kick off a chain reaction with some of the other islands that are still under British mm-hmm. domain? Yeah. And they were they were citing <laughs> things like with Black Lives Matter, people have um. been all over the world paying attention to that, which kind of uh. led into. This whole de- uh, desire to get out from under British rule. So we'll see, because there's still at least twenty some odd uh, countries, countries yeah. or um, you know territories, islands, mm-hmm. etc. Big time. That are still <laughs> under British rule. And, and people are that way as well. I've worked with people from different areas, you know, uh, Jamaica, what have you, and they were all they were always pro-Caucasian in the office. Because when they were raised in their countries, they always respected the white folks because they ran shit. Mm-hmm. Even though they're from a black nation, but white folks overseen it. So therefore, the respect they had for white people in the office as coming up as children with a British-run country, you know, like Jamaica was, 
they're, you know, like, damn, you don't respect the shit out of people of color, but you kiss that white man's ass all day. But that's yeah. what they've been, they've been seeing their parents do their whole life, and then they did, and it, it's deep. It's really deep. And I'm I, sure it I've is. I've seen it for a long time. Oh, well, you know, old habits I've die seen hard. it for a long time. Uh, I'm going to kick it back over to you, Papa Didi, for the last hit. All right, the last one I got is this situation with Congress. This, this stuff is so dysfunctional. It's not even funny. Uh, House Democrats are demanding that this lady, Laura, what's her, how you pronounce her last name? Bobert. Bobert. That she be stripped of her committee assignments. But what I don't understand when they say strip somebody of their committee assignments, that means they got nothing to do. Like the girl, uh, what's her name? We talked about her all night. Oh, uh, Taylor, Marjorie Taylor. Marjorie Taylor Green. She stripped of her assignments. So this woman wakes up every day as a congressperson and ain't on no committees. All she do is wake up and talk shit all day and getting paid and have every rank and privilege of having a staff, having all kinds of stuff. She could still, you know, write bills or do some kind of legislative stuff to, to make bills or whatever. But she has, she's not on the, the House and Appropriations Committee or the, you know, yeah, whatever. Finance. All city finance. She ain't on no committees. So when you take people off committees, you're paying them for free with the staff and everything. Still got the office, the, the company car, everything else that comes with being a congressperson. Now they're trying to get this lady here, uh, what's her name again? Lauren Bobet? Bobert. Bobert. She's a Republican from Colorado. That's the girl who slammed the, uh, they claim that she's her, she's a, she's a, um, Islamic homophobic because she, uh, ripped the girl a new one, the girl, uh, Omar from, uh, Democrat from Minnesota. She's repeatedly weaponized, saying she's dangerous. She's, a. Uh, they saying that the, the, the congresswoman from uh, Colorado is anti-Muslim. You know, she's a bigot and all this stuff and all this stuff, the little letters she writing to this. And these ladies are colleagues as congresspeople, yeah. even though the one lady is from Minnesota and the other one's from Colorado. But they're fighting like shit right there in the Capitol building, and it, it's crazy. But she's been like, going after, damn. after that, uh, that system for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but your personal dilemmas or your personal cat fights ain't got a damn thing to do with the world. I don't give a shit. And don't put that Islamic phobia on there as some kind of cap because it's deeper than that. You know, cat fights been going on for years. And people just sit back in the office shaking their heads saying, damn, are these two bitches getting along today or they're going to fight all fucking day? And people just get tired and tired of cat fights. I know I do because I'm like, damn. Then one minute you're getting along. Then you're fighting. Then you're not getting along. You're fighting. What the hell? But this is deeper. But but how deep is it? You know, what what does the one person have over the other? You're from Colorado and you're from Minnesota. Y'all are representing two different areas, two different situations. You're a Republican. You're a Democrat. Why is this woman bothering you? And won't the two of y'all get with a council person so the two of y'all can fight out in private? Because as Americans in this world with all the other shit we got going on, we really don't give a damn. You know, but it's, oh, we go, that, man, that dude's a committee. Blah, 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 blah. Same with Marjorie Green. What the hell? Did we elect these people so we can listen to their damn fights, their arguments, their slapping each other around? What the hell is going on with that? And these are Congress people with all the luxuries you got, the best medical plan, the best but dental plan. But should not be able to get away with the stuff. I, 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 and nobody's saying nobody's getting away with anything, and I'm not supporting either one of them. But I'm like saying, hey, look, please, somebody ignore somebody else. 
Shut the fucking door. Roll up the goddamn window. Turn the fucking music up. What do we do to ignore people? Phase their asses out. Sometimes we got to do basic shit to get rid of an asshole instead of playing into it. And one person going on TV, we don't give a fuck about none of that. They're still shooting up schools and, and causing all kinds of stuff in the world today, COVID, everything else is going on. And we're trying to worry about the Congress people to, to give us money to keep the government open. But these hoes can't stop fighting. Anyway, okay. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah, they work, they work for the people, allegedly. Yeah, they need to grow. I keep calling or referring to Ilhan as a terrorist and talking about she's part of the jihad and all this so stupid stuff. She needs to stop that mess. Not even knowing the he's history of half the people girl, in the world. He's bullying that woman, and that woman needs to knock her in her damn eye. But she'll shut the fuck that, up. That's what I'm saying. They need to, do, they need to go pay-per-view because I'd pay for I'd buy a ticket for pay-per-view to see their asses. See, I really I would. she's trying to go for into doing that. See, then she'll say, see, I told y'all she's a terrorist. Look at what she did to me. Yeah, well, just attacked me out of the blue for no reason. Yeah, and all this is, and how old is the two of them? Uh, they're grown enough to be <laughs> in the Senate. Exactly. In the House or what you ever wanted to Yeah, is. you know, one is ridiculous. probably 59, the other one is 43, and it's damn, ridiculous. you know. It's, all right, well, all we, we need a cocktail. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Can we, Can we please do that? What's Bothering you today with the world or with the 
we're waiting. So uh, we want to take a short CC, uh, give people a chance to get lined up or, or what? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, do a short one. And like I said, press one and see if uh, anybody got anything they want to talk about. All right. And if you're online, you can call us at 914-803-4306 and press 1. Press 1 and you'll be put on the queue. All right. Well, okay, we'll do that. We'll take a quick break and give you guys time to jump in on the queue and figure out what you want to talk about. And we'll be back after a very quick break. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to John Payne. My name is Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Good wine. Oh, swad, darling. Okay. Well, we see no takers on the call there. Nobody came up on the microphone. That's all right. This is your life, your future. Speak on it. But anyway, all right. I uh, just want to get back with that situation with the shooting at the schools. You know, let's speak on that again for a minute. Um, now, these, these ladies are fighting in, in Congress, and nobody is still doing any kind of gun laws to, to make anything harder for anybody to buy a gun or just, you know, it's so easy for somebody that has a criminal record not to buy a gun, but people that are completely so-called sane can buy a gun and do damage. Now, that don't, I don't understand that, and that's just some backward stuff. And, uh, you know, this situation here, this guy gave all the signs that nobody saw. Now, was he caught in the middle of a whole uh, Caucasian forgiveness ring? And the, then, this, then the superintendent comes on the microphone of the situation uh, saying that, well, we saw no particular threat. Well, did you even come out of your office? Because when they brought him in the office to talk to people, he's talking to counselors and people like that. And you're the superintendent with all these different killings in school over the past few years. Don't you think a superintendent should step up whenever there's the slightest bit of whatever? Every time you go on a cruise or go somewhere, any cruise you go on, Norwegian or you name it, they're going to have a muster station for you in case somebody goes overboard or there's trouble. you got to get in lifeboats. The first thing you do when you go on a cruise is find a muster station. Where do you muster at when there's something going on? Because they got to count and make everybody accountable. But this situation here in the school, the superintendent didn't even, he gets on the bank saying, well, I didn't think it was, man, bullshit. You know? You're doing your regular routine. Everybody's regular routine. Two-hour lunch break. You know, pinch your secretary's ass. 
do what you do, drink your cup of coffee, get your little crimpets and your donuts, make a little speech, do some emails, and that's everybody's day. Everybody's so used to their damn routine that nobody's used to the to the, the, the unusual, the different, the out of the ordinary. That's why when stuff happens, stuff gets so jammed up, whether it be buses, railroads, airplanes, airports. Whenever something adverse happens, everybody's always shaking through a loop, and now everything is backed up like crazy. When D.C. had a little derailment in the tunnel, oh, we got to shut down all the trains down and all of this and all of that because nobody probably prepared for anything. Is anybody even going out there watching the tracks and seeing what's happening, you know? Anything. With something going in the, in the airport, bam, everything's backed up. Everybody's out four or five hours, flights delayed and all that. Because everybody's doing regular shit, making money, and nobody's paying for the unexpected. So, anyway, I'm leaving it at that. Okay. Any questions, comments, give us a call. Press 1, you want to talk? Prepare for the unexpected. Your day is not going to be normal. Especially in the world today. What's normal? Every time I get up, man, hell, I I, I look both ways. I step out the front door anymore today. I don't just walk out of the fucking house. No way. (laughs) <laughs> you know. Anyway. That's good advice. All right. Well, we're gonna lighten it up and move on down to the weird news. And Kettle, you are up first. The weird news of the week, week, week. Um, All right. Wow. This is crazy. A woman gets drunk. Okay. Falls asleep next to a guinea pig. A woman with a very bizarre and pretty gross habit just learned her lesson in a terrible way. We'll put her on the kissing list. Gara Sullivan is a permanent makeup artist who posted on TikTok about what happened one night when she got drunk and slept with uh, her, her guinea pig. Okay. Um, apparently, it's something that she enjoys doing on the regular, but after what happened, um, on one fatal night, we're guessing she's going to start making the rodent cage. <laughs> in her um, cringe-worthy post, she details a very weird incident. So sometimes when I get drunk, when I'm drunk, I like to get my naked guinea pig out and sleep with her on the floor. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Okay, she posted. So on the Thanksgiving day, I woke up to... Uh, to pee and catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. She goes on, she says, but she was confused. But what she saw took her by surprise. This chick then ate my bangs off. <laughs> Gara holds up the little frail piece of her bangs in the camera. You can clearly see the result of all that nighttime snacking. Um, it's so incredibly strange, but it's it's um, also not really that shocking because guinea pigs will eat literally anything you put in front of them. In fact, hay is their all-time favorite thing, and hair looks kind of like hay. <laughs> okay. Some people That's in the crazy. comments call uh, the little muncher Gara's midnight barber, uh, which is a pretty good joke. Even Gara found the humor in the whole situation. <laughs> Oh, boy, mm-hmm. that's something. Mm-hmm. Damn, guinea pig ate the bangs. Wow. Ate her okay. bangs off. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Okay. Well, uh. I guess you won't lay on the floor drunk with a guinea pig again. Uh-uh. Won't happen. 
Well, I've got one about PETA, you know, the uh, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, that group. They recently took aim at fashion stores such as Urban Outfitters, Anthropology, and Free People with the launch of their own shop that they call Urban Outraged. The store features items that are said to have been crafted from human parts. When you go onto their website, you stumble across clothing items and accessories that are described as being made out of the quote-unquote finest leather, and then when you take a closer look, the images are more gruesome and spine-chilling, and some of them actually have human faces on the jackets and the shoes featuring human teeth. This is this is crazy. They say some, gosh, some of these things even resemble, some of the items resemble human blood oozing from some of the handbags. Now, according to their press release, the campaign is intended to be reminiscent of Buffalo Bill's suit from the 1991 movie Silence of the Lambs. And PETA says that they're doing this to put pressure on retailers that they believe continue to peddle clothing made from animal leathers and furs. So the website is not a real store. It's a real website, but they, of course, do not have a store with leathers made from human skin. But they put these images up there to drive the point that they feel like if basically what they're saying is if you feel comfortable wearing animal skin, then what's the difference from wearing, you know, jackets and shoes and handbags made out of human skin? I'm like, wow, PETA is really going in. Mm. I'm like, whoa. And like I I said, the stuff is on this website. On their website, if you want to look at it, you can look up PETA, I guess, find it on there. That's as wild. I understand the point you make, but that's really taking it too deep. But anyway, that's my weird news. All right, what you got, Papa Didi? Well, I got um, this weird news here. Um, A man finds a rare deep sea monster on the beach. Uh, we got a picture of it too, and this man is like pointing down at it. He's a little too close to that. It's dead, but uh, uh, let's see. A man saw something out of a nightmare when a, a deep sea monster washed up on a San Diego beach. According to KGTV, his name was Jay Belzer. He uh, walked on Black Beach on November 13th when he spotted a uh, scary-looking fish he thought was a jellyfish. It's a little big to be a jellyfish, but a closer hey. look revealed there was a what they call a Pacific football fish. I don't know if you look on Google, but it says a Pacific football fish. It's got a big old head and sharp teeth and looks like a football. Uh, it lives in the Pacific Ocean in depths of 2,000, 3,000 feet where uh, sunlight doesn't penetrate the water. So according to the California Academy of Sciences, they, were, they have needle-sharp teeth and uh, that point inward. Mm-hmm. And some male football fish attach themselves to the females as a, as a sexual parasite, mm-hmm. losing all their eyes and organ, or, losing all their eyes and internal organs when they're having sex. The only thing not going in is their testicles. What the fuck? <laughs> How the fuck was that even necessary? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before. This is what the guy Bell just said. 
when uh, he told the, the San Diego police, yeah, you crazy. know, I go to the beach fairly often, so I'm familiar with the <laughs> territory, but I've never seen an orgasm look, an organ that looks as much as bad as this. It's a, they show a picture of it here. It's a big old, looks like a big old football with teeth and everything, and it's just a ball type thing, <laughs> and it's called a football fish. Yeah, he's about three feet long, and he weighs about 110 pounds, according to National Geographic. So National Geographic knows about this thing. But there's such, yeah. such parasites, and they're, they're hidden so much that nobody really reveals itself. So, uh, But they say every time, the, the thing about it is every time they go to investigate it, they're a little late getting to it because they say the crabs and the um, seagulls just devour it because there's so much yeah. food on it that they just... Chop it up mm-hmm. by the time they get there. There's nothing left to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's crazy shit. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is weird. <laughs> San Diego, California. Oh, I hope yep. I've never seen one. That sounds really disgusting. I'm going to stay off that day. Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, that's why it's the weird news, you know. We just... Try to keep you informed with some of the things you may have heard about and some that you probably didn't and may wish you didn't. So <laughs> what are we going to do? Are we taking a- Yeah, I tell you. Uh, are we going to a break or are we going to keep it rolling? It's up to you. You're up. Oh, okay. Well, and then I say let's take a break, and then we're coming okay. back with I'm Just Saying. On the Pajama Party Show. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. Right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. I'm Swa, darling. All right. It's that time. All right. Red Wine's uh, going to... Inform us with, uh, I'm just saying, what you got going on today? You know what? Tonight, I'm thinking about the Supreme Court and this whole thing with them hearing the abortion case. So tonight, I'm saying Supreme Court need to stop meddling. All these states need to stop meddling. All these people that are involved in this whole abortion rights, right to life, the whole situation, don't need to stop meddling. If you don't have anything to do with it, stop meddling. I don't understand why. Well, let me let me preface that by saying, first of all, in my opinion, it's really not about pro-life or pro-choice. It's about pro-mind your business, in my opinion. If, if a woman or a man, for that matter, who's involved with a woman, and they find themselves in a position 
where they're feeling either incapable or non-desiring of bringing a child in this world, if that's their choice, they should have a right to make that choice. Why does the Supreme Court or, or the states feel like this should be something that's outlawed? I don't understand that. If it's Because basically it's still a medical procedure. Now, for people who have an ethical issue with it, that's between you and the person you're dealing with. If you have a med- an ethical issue or a religious issue with it, that's your business. Nobody needs to be meddling in your business. But for these people, these justices, to sit up and decide whether they should pass legislation to tell any woman what she can and can't do with her own body, to me is so ridiculous and ludicrous, I just don't get it. And the thing is, whether they decide to overturn the Roe versus Wade case or not, you're not going to stop people from choosing to do what they want to do with their body. You're not. All that's going to happen is people will go back to doing what they did years ago when it was illegal. They will go to back alleys. They will risk their lives if they really feel that determined to terminate a pregnancy. Or they will drive across state lines to somewhere where you can't without fearing going to jail. So you're not going to stop it. All you're doing is making it riskier, more inconvenient, and just making it a hassle for people. I understand the whole thing about the heartbeat and all of that. I still say it's up to that person. If you can live with yourself when you make that decision, then that's between you and whatever supreme being, God, Jesus, whatever you believe in. That's between you, he, she, it, etc. Congress, judges, All these other folks should have nothing to do with it. That's just my opinion. I'm just saying all these people need to stop meddling because where do they draw the line? And even if the Supreme Court decides that they're going to shut it down and say say that, or not shut it down, if the Supreme Court decides that they're not going to rule and make it illegal, you've got right now at least 21 states that are already standing by Because the deal is this, if the Supreme Court says uh, it's going to be up to the states, we're not getting in this. The states can choose to do whatever they want. That's what these states are waiting for. There's at least 21 states right now that already have their stuff ready to go, put it in motion, just want to flip the switch. And as soon as the Supreme Court says our hands are off of it, y'all do what you think is best, then that's what they're going to do. And like I said, women are going to just go across the line, state line, or they'll take a chance and go someplace where somebody says, I know somebody that knows somebody that can give you the hookup. That's how women bleed to death and die. I'm just saying this whole thing has just gone way too far. It is out of control. If people can go and get surgeries to change their gender, Who the hell are these people to say you don't have the right as a woman to decide if you want to bring a life into this world, crazy as it is? Who are they? Stop meddling. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, stop meddling. Y'all doing way too much. These Supreme Court judges need to go somewhere and sit down. These states, people, all these people 
bunch of usually a bunch of old people who couldn't have a baby if they wanted to are making all these decisions. That's the problem. And all right, I'm gonna leave it alone. And that's what they need to do. Leave it alone. Yeah, I'm off my soapbox. Yeah, that's a deep subject. Yeah, it's a very touchy subject. And I usually don't talk about it. A lot of people are scared to talk about it because they wonder what people are going to think about what they got to say. But I think the best thing you said on that is that people are allowed to do butt lifts and and, and titty reductions and titty growth and all kind of shit they got to do with anything else I need that knife. But, you know, but then people got an issue with other things that got to do with anything else when all that shit could be considered real morbid yeah. if you look at it I'm saying ways, people can you know. change their gender. If you don't want to be a female anymore, you can go get a surgery and be, be a male. You don't want to be a male, you can be a female. You can, all of these things you have a right to do. And if anybody doesn't like it, that's their problem. It's mm. your body. Yeah, that's, that was a bold statement. You know, uh, yeah, we run out of time. So my, on my uh, limit for the city thing, I'm just talk about the uh, immigration for a second. How people nowadays act like they want to fight all the immigrants that are coming over when half the people in the world are immigrants. Oh, you right half about of the that. Congress people, half the people in Congress nowadays, the guy that won the Attorney General for the state of Virginia in the last election in November, his commercials was about my mother was an immigrant. Yeah, now he's the Attorney General. So if you do something in Virginia of a serious crime, he's going to be the one to, you know, to send you up the river or at least file charges against you. And I'm just saying that as an example, but, I mean, I understand, you know, you you can't have free will where everybody come over and do what they want to, but everybody has come over. The only people that haven't came over is black people, you know, came over as slaves, and then, you know, we were here. We were here now watching everybody else, our parents and grandparents and everybody else. We're here, so we were settled in. But people come in every day by droves, but the people that are trying to stop them, whose parents themselves are immigrants, that's that's the self-righteous uh, pot corn and kettle black shit that I don't like. Oh, just, yeah. They sit back as Congress people, senators, saying, ah, immigrant, immigrant. And, and then in a quiet time, yeah, well, I'm an immigrant. Well, it was different then. What the hell? What, what was different? They crossed the same damn river. Use the same little ass boat. Did the same shit you did, but it was 50 years ago, and you wasn't on your mother's lap. So you don't want to talk about that time frame because you was in the boat. But now you see other people in the boat on TV. You want to say, send that damn boat back. You know, like Donald Trump acting like he never had immigrants. All that land he had and golf courses he had, he never had no illegals cutting all that damn grass he had. And all those casinos he had in Atlantic City and all that shit, you never had no illegals working for your ass for years. And now you want to act like you're so anti-immigrant? So that's my beef on that. I just want to throw it out there and just mellow on that for a minute. And uh, we're going to uh, go to Hollywood. You want to go go to Hollywood? You want to take a break? Or? Take a short, short break. All right. Well, thank you for that one, Papa D. You're so right. So that many people talk all this stuff about immigration. Oh, and they came over in the boat. They got more immigrants in their family. Of course, of course. But everybody want to act all brand new, like you came over on the Mayflower or something. Yeah. And please. Like their boat had lights on it. And <laughs> yeah. Streamers. 
police. Yeah, they just as they were just as greasy and dirty as anybody else. But now they're senators and oh, my mother was an immigrant twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. He opened right. up a restaurant in New York and now we own the most expensive. Yeah, you rich as a motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll, yeah, we'll be back on the other side of the break. Hi, this is Papa Didi. If you haven't heard of the pajama party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city again with me, the Hollywood wrap up with kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's famous kissing list, and of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the pajama party show. And nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back to John Party One. You're Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time to get the Hollywood wrap up with Kettle. Going to Hollywood? Right. Yep. Come on. Hollywood. Pa 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 Hollywood. All righty. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Um, what is the biggest story uh, that we're talking about? Is a Jacqueline Avant. She's the wife of music icon Clarence Avant, and uh, she was shot to death on Wednesday. Um, the philanthropist and wife of legendary music executive Clarence Avant was shot and killed on Wednesday in Beverly Hills in their home, and the police department don't think that it was um, random, um, you know, that it was uh, she was an intended target. Um, this is crazy. Um, it is, right? Yeah, their daughter, uh, their daughter Nicole Avant, is married to uh, Netflix um, CEO and Chief uh, Content Officer Ted Sarandos. Oh, wow. So Netflix wow. spokesman confirmed that Clarence Avant was uh, not injured. The husband was not injured. Um, and the Beverly Hills police officer says, I don't think it was a random attack. So they think that she was intending target. Um, it's interesting to find out to see, I guess, you know, what they were into, but she's an older woman. She's like in her 70s or 80s. So I don't know unless it has something to do with, uh, well, Clarence Avant, he's 90. They call him the godfather of black music. Um, yeah. He's a pioneer, still matron, Grammy um, winner executive. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe somebody got mad and, they, I think they were maybe, you know, mad at him or something, and they took it out, you know, on her. Unfortunately, I don't know. You know that's, people, that's how people do. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. But uh, I believe they did find, I get a suspect though. So we'll see yeah, how this goes. Yeah. So that's a good. Uh, that's good. They got them that quickly. Most of the time, they don't get them that quick. So. Um, also, um, a new book is coming out called Colorization Explores the History of Black Artists in Hollywood. The new book, um, 
Colorization, 100 Years of Black Films in a White World, unpacks the lens uh-huh. through which characters have been seen. Um, the author, Will Haygood, um, he explores um, this by using three movies, you know, Imitation in Life and um, two other movies. Um, I was going to say um, black actors were um, on screen, mostly in the background. So this book is... Um, it's going to talk about that, so interesting. It's called The um, Colorization, 100 Years of Black Film in White World. Hmm. All right. Also, Michelle Obama, she's going to appear on the last season of Blackish. The Johnson family uh-huh. is welcoming their new visitor, which is Miss Michelle Obama. Um, they're going to be in their final season. And uh, they said it's, they're going to go out with a bang. This is their eighth season, last season. Um, and one of the writers, Barrett, said, in this day and age, it is rare to get to decide when your show should come to an end. So he's he right. And we are grateful along with ABC to be able to make the final season exactly what we hoped it for it to be. So, um, I'm quite sure they're going to have a lot of surprise guests on there. As well, so, but uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not a blackish viewer all the time, but uh, Miss Michelle Obama, she's going to be on there, so I'm going to watch. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> oh, I love blackish. Um, I, I think I've seen just about every episode. Oh, okay. What's up? Um, also, Tristan Thompson. Accused of fathering a trainer's child, and he responds in court docs. Um, we know Tristan he's teamed up with, um, you know, he's uh, been with Chloe Kardashian. They have two children already. So a personal trainer who just gave birth from Texas claims that Tristan Thompson is the father of her child. And in court documents, he did admit to sleeping with the 31-year-old woman. Okay, so... Uh, I think that speaks for itself. <laughs> so, yeah, it is what it is. And if Chloe goes back to his ass one more time, shit, I'm I'm going to disown her ass. Yeah, <laughs> shame on her. That's what I'm saying. Why are you Why are you going to put yourself in that position anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, also, Alex Baldwin he gave an emotional um, interview with uh, George Stenopoulos, ABC. Um, hey, he was going into the shooting. He said it should, shouldn't have happened. He doesn't understand how um, a real bullet got on the gun and everything. Um, he said he hasn't been sleeping, eating, nothing. So this was an interesting interview. I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, it aired on Thursday night. But uh, this is the first known interview um, that, that um, he was given. And I uh, gave it to George. Interesting. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this. Um, yeah, you know if he's going to be if he's going to be charged or not. You know, I don't think so. I mean, you know, this folks got too much money, but um, they're going to pin it on somebody. That's my yeah. thing. I mean, the bags so. under his eyes were real. I mean, they were yeah. heavy. Yeah, they were. They were. They yeah. Back. Like you said, they were but on the other oh. hand, on the other hand, brother didn't look like he had missed any meals either. So, 
Well, you talk about you haven't been eating. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so. Um, also, actress Lindsay Lohan. Haven't heard that name for a while. She nice announces her engagement. You know, girlfriend's living in Dubai now. She done got her a Dubai man. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I'm, look, I'm not mad at you. You <laughs> got a five or six carat ring. I'm like, okay. I'm not mad at you at all. So, uh, kudos to her. Okay. But uh, they were also mentioning her as far as being on the um, Housewives as well. Um, they're going to do a Housewives in Dubai. So. Oh, my gosh. See that. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> so, is that really necessary? Yes, it is. I guess it is. So it is what it is, right? Uh, okay. Well, that's my Hollywood wrapper for tonight. I'm gonna cut it short because time is running short. So that's my Hollywood wrapper. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Got all kind of information tonight. Appreciate it. All right. Well, Papa Didi, that takes us down to. The kiss list. If you could just explain to everybody what exactly is the world famous kiss it list. Break it down. The people that uh, showed their butt hiney over the last week or so. All right. Who we got on the list? Uh, Let's put uh, a representative. uh, What's her name? Lauren. Lauren Bobart. Bobart. Yeah, put her on the list. Fights with this other young lady. So I don't know what that's about, but maybe it's personal. Yeah, I don't know. Marjorie Taylor Green. Always. Yeah, she's always on the list. 45 is on there. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, yeah. Um, I got one for you. Mariah Carey. Really? I'm putting Mariah Carey on the kiss it list because um, I'm not sure what day of the week it was, but she had to get six men to help her walk with this uh, heavy dress, this gown she had on. The dress was... 60 pounds in weight because apparently it had a bunch of jewels and whatnot on it. But she needed six grown men to assist her just so she could walk someplace in, in this dress. I'm like, Mariah, you're doing too much now. Come on. Really? A 60-pound dress and six men to help you walk in it? Girl, go sit your over-pampered self down. Yeah, she's a mess. <laughs> so, I got to put her on the kiss it list this week. Oh, uh, you can't yeah, be. You can't definitely. be happy with that. What's up? <laughs> There's something wrong with her. Um, oh, okay. uh, what's his name? Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown with the fake uh, vaccination card situation, whatever that was all about. Come yeah. on, brother. If you if you got vaccinated, you should have had a card. And his chef turned him in because yeah. he probably owed the chef some money. Yeah, something was going on. The chef sure did rat him out. Mm-hmm. Um, the the woman who got drunk with her uh, guinea pig, guinea pig and the guinea mm-hmm. pig bit, uh, ate her hair off. Was that a real hair or was that a wig? It was her bangs up on the really? over her forehead. Mm. That guinea pig sure did make a meal off of them. Must have been the moose in there. And I'm gonna put Peter mm-hmm. on the on the list. That yeah, that organization. You know, y'all are mm-hmm. doing way too much to put that yeah. stuff together yeah. with the pictures of leather jackets that had human body parts that appears to have human body parts. 
just to make mm-hmm. your point, you you going way too far now with yeah, it. Yeah, please. Yeah, right. that's just too much. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I had the I had the queen and the British family. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like the queen or who? <laughs> that was all I had. Yeah, and Prince Charles, dude, loosen up. You really need to loosen up because he just is ugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're gonna well, take we that role, oh my gosh. Okay. Him and Princess Diane was such a mismatch anyway. Yeah. It was a huge mismatch. That's why he ended up with that little girl he's always been with, Cam- Camilla. Uh, is that her name? No, I forgot what her name is, but yeah. It was it Camilla. Is, it's Carmella. It's Carmella. Carmella. It is Carmella? Yeah. Okay, right, I said I don't know. Why are we throwing on them? What we got for them? What we got for them? Okay, <laughs> we got something for everybody on this week's Kiss It list. And Kiss here it is. my entire ass. All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's your um, last word for tonight? My last word is that it's one of the schools that take stuff serious. You know, when you see the slightest notion of a child, you know, just doing some erratic stuff, man, just shut it down. You know, shut them down. And they should have checked that boy's backpack. That's what a damn gun was. But, you know, let the race get in the way all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, my last word is, first of all, people need to stop meddling in things that don't really concern you. Mind your own business. Mask up. And you go to places where they say, oh, you don't need to wear a mask here. This new virus strand is out here. Omicron. Wear your mask. Get your shot. Get your booster. And mask up. Protect yourself. Mm. That's my last word. What's your last word, Kevin? I'm going to kind of piggyback on that. Um, if folks are a certain age or whatever, uh, and you're not going to the doctor on a regular basis, that's what you need to do. You know, check and see what you need. Either it's a booster, shingle shot, flu shot, whatever. Just get it done because um, of your health. So you can stay strong and healthy. That's my last word. So. All right. All right. Well, we got it in like we came to do. And uh, we hope you all enjoyed the show. We're going to do it again next week, same time, 9 o'clock Eastern. And uh, I hope you will be here to join us. And uh, I guess that's it. I'm done. You going to say goodnight, Poppy? Yeah, good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kevin. 
Good night. And good night. Arrivederci. Adios. Bonsoir. Ciao, Bella. Later. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arrivederci, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cool, keep it real for you. No, no.